Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power of the P podcast, where we discuss the principal P's to productive, prosperous, and purposeful living. I am your host and author, Tracy D. Armstrong, and thank you for joining us today as we continue in the chapter of the power of preparing for the process. So if you missed the last couple of episodes, we were discussing the power of preparing for the process. And if you're wondering, what do you mean process? We're talking about the process of becoming more productive, the process of becoming more prosperous, the process of living more purposeful. It's a process and you have to prepare your mind for the process. You have to prepare your life for the process. We talked about um, how to prepare by deciding you need to change, embracing the discomfort of change, stop making excuses. We've identified what is holding you back. We've talked about some of the changes that you need to make in your life. 
We even talked about planning smart goals and how to develop an action plan. So if you missed those last couple of episodes, go back, check those out because it gives you details of how to create a routine and how to set those SMART goals. But today, we're just diving into preparing for the process and changing your body. Okay, what do I mean by changing your body? We talked about changing your mind. So it's changing your mind, body, and soul, right? Changing your exercise, changing the way you eat, changing your health, because this is what I realized. If you want to prepare for the process, depending on what your goals and your dreams are, you may need to have a healthy life or a healthy lifestyle in order for you to achieve your goal. Now, you may ask, why you need to exercise in order to prepare for the process. If you don't take care of yourself, who else is going to take care of you? You cannot take care of others if you are struggling on yourself. So take care of the way you look at yourself. Take care of the way you perceive your thoughts. Take care of the way you handle your health. If you are not healthy, how can you be wealthy? Because you're not going to have the strength and the ability to do the things that you need to do to get well. Your perspective of sleep should be that you need it. Now, some people say, I'll sleep when I die. Okay, you're going to lead to an earlier death if you don't get the sleep you need now. Okay, sleep, it is the time and it's the way your mind resets. Your mind refreshes and restarts. It is just like a battery. Think about it. Batteries need time to charge in order to work properly. Your brain is your battery. If you're constantly going, 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 and you never get sleep, if you realize you start making poor choices, you start being more, um, you know, when I say making poor choices, not thinking clearly, you might be more cloudy in your judgment. So when you charge your brain and you charge your battery, it causes you to make better decisions. They must sit still. Your brain and your body must sit still and be at rest. And that is why your sleep is so important. Now, some batteries charge faster than other batteries. So some people, they may be able to sleep five hours and they're recharged and ready to go. Some people may take between seven to eight hours to be fully recharged. That is the reason why people and scientists have proven on average, you should get between six to seven hours of sleep every night. They'll say for kids or children, eight to 10 hours to refresh and to reload. That is how you will be able to properly be more productive and more prosperous and live more purposeful when you are able to charge and be ready to reset your brain. Next, eating a balanced diet is also important because your food is like the gas in the car. 
picture that. If you put bad gas in your car, what happens? Bad gas in the car causes your, your car to start, you know, stuttering and sputtering and it may not function and may not go as fast as it could and it doesn't work like it's supposed to work. That's the same as your body. If you're putting only bad things into your body, eventually your body is going to not be able to function as it was prepared and created to do. Your body will start to act up just like that car will start to act up. Your body will start to not function properly. Parts of your body may start to shut down. Like I remember when I was in the hospital and they said that my kidneys were starting to shut down. A lot of that came from me not properly taking care of my body and taking care of what I put into my body, like water. Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you all how important it is to drink water and to intake water into your body. All areas of your body, all of your organs, your brain, your muscles, your blood, it needs water in order for everything to flow properly in and out of your body. So if you don't have water and you get dehydrated, your brain can't function properly, which is why people pass out. If you don't have water in your body, then your your stomach and your processing of your food isn't able to break down and process as properly as it's supposed to, okay? Now, just like water, just like sleep, just like food, you need to exercise. Exercise is important in taking care of yourself because like a car, if a car sits still for too long, the battery will be drained and parts of the car will start to rust. If you've ever had a car and you've let it sit too long, especially on concrete, the battery will be drained and you will need a new battery and your car will not operate properly. A car must be driven regularly in order for all of the parts of the car to operate as they were designed and built to do. If it is not moving for long enough, then that belt will start to rot because there's belts in the car, under the engine, in the motor, in the radiator, all those places they have with these belts that have to move. If the belt doesn't move, the belt will start to rot. And when you do not you do not want to drive your car where the belt might pop and break while you're in the middle of driving on the freeway. The oil, the oil hasn't been flowing through it, just like your body. When your body doesn't move or you do not exercise, the parts of your body do not function properly like it should. I remember when I did not properly take care of my health. And this kind of goes back to one of the, the parts with the kidneys and things like that. I was going every single day, all day. I had school in the morning. I was teaching from eight to four. I had school cheer practice from four to six. Literally, I would leave this. I would be at the school from pretty much seven in the morning till 630 to seven o'clock at night. I had tumbling classes from 630 to 930. That was when I had the, my own gym and I had a building in the park or wherever I was going to do tumbling classes. 
I didn't leave the gym until 10, 11 o'clock some nights because once the client leaves, I have to clean up. I have to shut down. I want to make sure that paperwork is done and all those things. This was Monday through Friday, guys. On Saturday mornings, I had all-star cheer practice from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., sometimes till 2 or 3, depending on competition season, because I had more than one team. Then I had my daughter. She was still in school. She had school activities also. So sometimes I would leave all-star practice and then go to a football game, or I would leave all-star practice and go to a uh, choir concert, like always on the go. And then on Sundays, I was a part of the dance ministry at my church. So I had to be there on Sunday mornings from 8 a.m. until 11 a.m., 12 p.m. I would rest from 12 to 2.30 because then I had from 3 to 6, sometimes till 8 Sunday nights, all-star cheer practice because depending on how well they did during competition, we might have to stay late. I ran myself ragged. Literally, I did this from 2016 until 2019. Like, literally, I was going, going, going. It was in 2019 when my body said, "Uh uh-uh, you tripping, no more. I had neglected my health because I didn't have time to go to the doctor. One night, my my side started aching, and it was so, it was unbearable. I'll never forget, it was a Friday. We was getting ready for Easter break. We was getting ready for a good Friday. Um at the school, and then I didn't have to go to work, and then we were out for Easter that weekend, I spiked a fever. It was the highest fever I had ever had in my life. My fever got up to about 105, and I looked it up, and they said you could actually die from 105, 106 fever. So literally, I was dying. The next morning, uh, so I slept that night, and just was taking medicine and checking my fever, and I was just still feeling horrible. I had my friend come and rush me to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, they diagnosed me with severe sepsis. They said my body was going into septic shock, okay? My body was shutting down. I had an infection, and the infection was spreading to my organs, and my life was on the line. Now, this is when I told you that parts of my body started shutting down. What happened was, from the infection, I had been losing blood throughout. I hadn't been regenerating my blood back into my body. And so, if you don't know, having enough blood helps you fight off any type of infections. That's what your blood does. So, I didn't have enough blood in my body to fight off the infections. So, the infections started to grow. So when the infection started to grow, it started to just move to different parts of my body. Infection went from like my my bladder and then it went from my bladder to my kidneys. And then from the kidneys, it went to the lungs. So then it went from the lungs to the heart. And with sepsis, if you look it up, only about 30% of people actually survive severe sepsis. So I was in the hospital for a week in pain and barely hanging on. I was like this. My body was telling me, Tracy, you have not taken care of me. 
So therefore, since you didn't take care of me, I'm not going to take care of you. And it literally had me laid up, rethinking my life, rethinking my purpose, and just really thinking about what I needed to do different. So if you're like me and you're constantly going, 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 I want you to remember your body has to be taken care of in order for you to successfully reach your dreams, your goals, and your visions. Because if it doesn't, you're not going to be able to achieve those goals because it is going to tell you, sit yourself down somewhere. Okay. So the point that I'm driving home is that me being in the hospital did not serve my purpose. I couldn't teach in the class. I couldn't coach in the gym. I couldn't live life because I was laid up. You need to prepare your mind as well as your body for the process of changing because changing can be stressful and stress does take a toll on your body. Now, how can anyone be productive and live a prosperous life if they are stuck laid up in a hospital? And that's what I told myself. I have to take care of my mind, my body, and make sure that if I want to be productive, prosperous, and live a purposeful life, there was no other choice but to prepare myself to do that. Now, the next thing you got to prepare for, prepare for evaluating who is in your circle. What does that mean? There's a whole nother chapter about the power of the people in your life. But you got to prepare for this evaluation. Who is in your circle? Your circle could be your friends. It could be your family. It can just be people that you hang out with. Now, when preparing for the process, you want to get yourself together first, then get your team together. Evaluating your circle means to judge or calculate the quality, importance, amount, or value of someone or some of the people that you surround yourself with. You may have to make your circle smaller to achieve your goals. First, calculate the quality of each person. What qualities do they bring to your life? Are they the friend that pulls you back to where you came from? If so, they have to go. I'm going to say that again. Is this the friend that always wants to pull you back into where you came from instead of trying to help push you towards where you're going? If so, they have to go. <laughs> now, judge the importance of each person. How important is this person in your entourage? How important is this person to your goal? Think about who you can call on in the time of need. I want you to think about it. When I say the time of need, if you down to your last dime, which prayerfully you won't ever be that way, and you need to call somebody, who is it that you know you can call that can help you out, that won't judge you, won't talk about you, won't belittle you, won't make you feel bad, and will be there to help you, support you, and make you feel like everything's going to be okay? Think about that person. 
they will help you figure out the level of importance. Now think about it. Calculate the amount of people who you have in your circle and decide how important they are to remain and what are their qualities. What qualities do they possess that can help you? And it's not just you using them. It is y'all helping each other. What do they have? What skills do they have? What resources do they have? Who do they know? What influences do they have? What influences do you have? Who do you know? What qualities do you have that y'all can partner together and share? Think about the value that they add to your life. Do they help you or do they hinder you from walking in your purpose? If you're trying to stay out the clubs, if you're trying to stop doing drugs, if you're trying to walk a purposeful life and this person is constantly saying, hey, come smoke this with me or hey, let's go hang out at this spot that you know that you're trying to really stay away from and they keep wanting to pull you there. Are they helping you or are they hindering you? from walking in your purpose. Now, it's easy to see toxic people. Think about it. It's easy to spot the toxic people you should immediately banish from your life. But it can sometimes be more difficult just to decide who you should invite into your life and who you should keep close. Research has proven that the most successful people usually have an average of five friends. These are friends they will add that will add different aspects of friendship to your life. Think about which friend you have that falls into these categories. Here we go. Here are the five categories. Do you have the leader? This is the person that always takes you to the edge of where you feel comfortable. They bring you to the brink of what you think you're capable of by simply pushing you to do more. They are unafraid to take, char to take charge. They grab you by the hand and go. You never feel less than perfectly capable with this person. So whoever that person is that's in your circle, that's a person who adds value. They push you in a good way. They help you. You have the storyteller. This is the friend who colors your day with experiences from his or her life. They inspire you to continue moving and trying. They inspire you to continue moving and trying for more adventure yourself. Although we all know that complacency is the way to boredom, the storyteller reminds you of how much more there can always be. So this storyteller friend is an inspiration. They inspire you to do more. Then there is the listener. This is a person who stays with you to hear you out when you need a sounding board for your emotions. This person is incredibly important because, listen, when you need to vent, you have to have that person who's going to be able to listen without judgment. Now, this isn't the person who will talk over you or just nod and text through your conversation or talk over you is the person who really hears you, not just the person who listens. 
They actually are listening, hearing what you have to say and taking it in and valuing you and your emotions. Okay. Then you have the happy one. The happy one, there's always someone we will have in our life who fills us with iridescent, inexplicable joy simply from his or her presence alone. It's something practically chemical, something we honestly can't explain. Some people just honestly bring happiness with them, no matter where they are or whom they are with. Find this positive energy and hold on to it tightly, okay? Because this one is the one who's going to put that smile on your face. And some of these may overlap. You might have a friend that's the happy one and the listener, okay? So it doesn't just mean that they're one person with one trait. The positive energy person is going to help you feel better when you're having the bad day. Now, you have the one who forces you to think. <sighs> Although it's never a pleasant process to reevaluate our own lives, it can be necessary to check in from time to time. Now, this is the person who sometimes they might make you feel bad because sometimes they may be honest with you and you're not ready for that honesty. This is the person who forces you to self-reflect. Now, self-reflection is necessary for any sort of improvement in our lives, no matter how trying it may feel at the moment. You sit down with the person who will ask you the right kind of questions to better who you are, and you want to keep that person close. This is the person who's going to challenge your thoughts about yourself because you might feel and you might be like, I'm good. I don't need to change. And then when they they have you self-reflect on your emotions self-reflect on what you're going through, then you might start, you start to see, hey, I might need to start changing. So for me, I remember I had a circle of about 12 friends that I hung out and partied with for nearly 20 years. We developed these friendships beginning in junior high and lasted through high school and through college. The group of friends grew as we met new people and we had new experiences in life. Now, we started off, I want to say about six or seven of us in middle school. And then in high school, it was like nine to 10. And then college, 11, 12. And then some people after college married. And then when they got married, then we had the guys who were friends of the guys. So the, the group really grew. The, the, we called it the crew. The crew grew. Now, the group of friends shifted. When I started my gym, my time shifted. My energy shifted. I would put more time and energy into business instead of going out, hanging out, and chilling. I now focus my efforts to having a successful business and on to my purpose. After not attending a few of the birthday parties, the invitations began to slow down. Now, mind you, 
it was, I just told you about 12 to 15 probably people, 12 to 15 different birthdays, different parties, different events, different activities. And when I couldn't make a few, then I stopped being invited to the other ones because it's kind of like, well, if you don't show up to these, then why keep inviting them? And that's what happened. So eventually the invitations stopped. And when I did happen to hear about a gathering and I attended, the first words I would hear was, well, you know, where have you been? And I'm like, uh, I didn't even know. So they're like, well, you know, you're always busy, which was true. Nevertheless, anytime I was not busy, I made sure I showed up to be a support. Now, after a few years, I got used to being left out of the invites and the level of friendship started to dwindle. I had to come to grips that I was no longer a part of the crew the way that I was in the past. I had to realize that I was no longer in the same space in my life and that I had changed. I wasn't the party animal that they knew me to be. So when I did get invited to some events, I didn't even feel comfortable sometimes going and being in the atmosphere because it wasn't what I was doing anymore. Now, with that story being said, I just want you all to remember, sometimes we will lose some friends along the way. And you must prepare yourself for those experiences of losing people and everyone is not going to support you because everyone is not going to be in the same place that you are with your life. Evaluate yourself, then evaluate your circle. Find your three to five that will be more supportive to you than having 12 to 15 and give you the value and the input to assist you in moving toward the right direction and to not pull you back into where you were or where you've come from. So remember that, prepare for the process of evaluating who is in your circle. And last but not least on preparing for the process, simplify your life. When you simplify your life, you have more time and energy to focus on the things that really matter. So declutter yourself, declutter your home, declutter your mind because your mind gets rid of unnecessary obligations. Think about it. When you are all, when your mind is all cluttered, then that brings about confusion. So when you get rid of the items in your mind that are not geared towards your goals, then you can focus more on moving towards your goals. Your mind is like a multiple file cabinet. Let me explain. If you've ever seen a file cabinet, it usually has about five drawers. And in each file cabinet, you have multiple file folders, right? Now, Picture being in an office space with this file cabinet and that all of the file cabinets are open at the same time and you've pulled all of the file folders out of the drawers and they're spread all on the desk. This is what your brain looks like 
when it is cluttered with the thoughts and the ideas and the goals, but there's no organization, there's no game plan, there's no smart goal set, the clutter will cause confusion. So when you simplify your life, organize your thoughts with what you really need to be thinking about. Organize your goals and your tasks. Do a planning planner so that you can plan daily. Plan out what you're going to do. Simple, get rid. Let me say this again. And I'm looking around as I'm talking to you right now. Get rid of stuff you don't need. If you have not used something in at least two years, chances are you don't need it. Some people say one year, because if you didn't use it within the year, chances are you're not going to need it. Get rid of it. Sell it. You can make money. Sell it on eBay. Sell it on Amazon. Get rid of it. Declutter your house. Go in your garage. If you have a garage and you look around and you see a lot of things that you haven't touched or that you forgot you even had, chances are you don't need it. You could be making money off of it. Get rid of it. Or you can give it to someone else who might actually need it. Declutter your life. I remember watching a documentary of George Lucas and the creation of the movie Star Wars. So any of my Star Wars fans out there, I do love me a good Star Star Wars movie, okay? Now, in this documentary, it was talking about the animation and the special effects, how they were before its time. They explained how George Lucas had so many thoughts in his mind on what he wanted and how he wanted things to be created. He had creators building model jets and animated creatures left and right, but he did not prepare for the process of making it all come together. So he would have people come in and he would say, hey, you all over there, create all of these different model jets and these these figurines that we're going to use. You over here, create these different animals. Like he had the thoughts in his mind and he had just people doing stuff. Now, guess what happened? The workers started getting frustrated. Why were they getting frustrated? Because they were putting their time, energy, and efforts into creating these things, but they didn't have a final destination of what they were going to be doing with it. So, It was like he had a hundred file cabinet drawers open with all of the files on the desk. And I should say on the floor because they had stuff everywhere on the floor. It wasn't until they brought in this person. This one person helped simplify the process by showing them how to storyboard. Storyboarding is where you get all the pieces of the puzzle and you put them where they need to go based on the objective of what you're trying to achieve. And I'm pausing because I really want you to hear that. You have to decide what's the objective you're trying to achieve and all of the different tasks and goals and figurines that you're creating in your life, you have to storyboard them in an organized way so that it doesn't cause chaos and confusion in your life. 
So this woman came in and she gathered all of the people and she showed them what to do with what they had. She would get rid of what they didn't need. And she needed to, she showed them how to organize so that everyone could understand what was happening. The storyboard sets it up for success. For instance, if you have a family and you have a dream or a goal you're going after, but you have everything all over the place and you have, let's say you have a husband who's trying to support you, but he can't see your vision. He can't see your objective because everything is all cluttered. Or you have children and you're trying to get your children on board and to understand you and understand the direction you're trying to go. But everything is chaotic and confused. Your children are not going to understand why mama or daddy is not spending more time with them. All they see is a bunch of confusion. But when everybody can see the big picture and everyone can understand the objective and you have decluttered and you've simplified it, everyone can help support you and help you move faster to your destination. And they can be on board with you and it can reduce the chaos. It can reduce the confusion. This is why simplification is important for preparation. Prosperity cannot live in chaos. So in order to improve your productivity, your prosperity, and your purpose, you have to simplify your life. The process will be well worth it once you surpass any obstacles that will attempt to deter your focus. Therefore, preparing for this process of your life is very important in everything you do. If you remember the ways to prepare for each new process you endeavor, you will make it through. And you may not have to struggle as much because you've already prepared your mind and your body. Those that don't prepare are more likely to struggle more while going through the process. So as we wrap up, this chapter of preparing for the process, I'm going to go back and really do a quick review for those that didn't check out the other episodes. But I'll tell you, check out the other episodes because preparing for the process, ways to prepare. You got to decide to change. You got to embrace the discomfort. You got to stop making excuses. You need to identify what is holding you back. You need to define the changes you want to make in your life. Then set SMART goals. Develop an action plan. Create a routine. Exercise. Eat right. Evaluate your health. Evaluate who is in your circle. And then simplify your life. Again, this is Tracy D. Armstrong, your host and author of the Power of the P podcast. Thank you again for checking us out. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at tracy.d.armstrong on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And if you haven't purchased the book, it is available on Amazon, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and anywhere you get your online books. Thanks again and have a good one, y'all.